Hey, and welcome to the Crosspoint Podcast. Let's get into this week's message from Pastor Michael Tadlock, and may it bring healing, hope, and ultimately, transformation. Acts 16, verse 16. And it came to pass, as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are the servants of the Most High. Look at that. Servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days, but Paul being grieved. How many of you know that not everybody that speaks like they're spiritual is spiritual? They might be spiritual, but it's the wrong spirit. Can I get an amen? And this did she many days, but Paul... Paul, uh, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. When her master saw that the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace under the rulers. She was demon-possessed, and, and by being possessed by a devil, she was what here is called divination. We'll call it a psychic or fortune teller. So be careful. Understand children of God have no place, no place at all contacting a psychic because you are literally trying to communicate with demons. You have no place doing that. The Bible says that when they cast the devil out, all of a sudden now she couldn't do what she could do before. They were upset because they were no longer being able to make money. And so they drew them into the marketplace to the rulers. And verse 20 says, brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. How many of you know this? That the devil doesn't the devil doesn't want us being used of God in our city. If you believe that, say amen. The devil calls us the trouble. Amen. We ought to be causing the devil a little bit of trouble. Hallelujah. He said, They trouble our city and teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe, being Romans. The multitude rose up together against him. First of all, the devil lied and twisted the truth like he always does in verse 21. It says that the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates rent off their clothes and commanded to beat them. And when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. The keeper of the prison awakening out of his sleep, seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But Paul cried, with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas, brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and all that were in his house, and he took them the same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway when he had brought them into his house he said meet before them and rejoice believing in God with all his house I want you to go back with me to verse 26 and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken I want to talk to you about that for just a few minutes if we can this morning just a simple thought shake the foundations Shake the foundations. Help me pray. Jesus, thank you for this moment. Thank you for what you've already done in this place. God, we prayed for this moment all week long. And God, today, we ask you to have your way. Lord, let us be vessels of use. Flow through me. Speak through me. Open ears to hear what you desire to say today. Let hearts receive it. Show up in these altars. Let your glory fill this place. Let the anointing come that destroys the yoke. God, let the Holy Ghost come upon us suddenly today and let the very foundations be shaken by your presence. Have your way here and now. We'll give you praise and glory for all that's done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. 
You may be seated. As you're seated, tell somebody, shake the foundations. Shake the foundations. Hallelujah. I love this passage. I love this story in the book of Acts, preached from it many, many times through the years. And as the Holy Spirit led me back here for today, it's really a message about, about us coming to a place that in our situation, our circumstances, that regardless of how dark it may be, our choice is to seek God and to praise our way through it. First of all, I believe we need to establish this truth that God always has the last say. Amen. Satan may think that he has you defeated, but God is not done yet. He's not finished with you. It's not over. Would somebody just shout that out loud? It's not over. I want you to get that in your spirit now. It's not over. Turn and tell somebody it's not over. Well, in this passage, we find that Paul and Silas, there they were. They'd been thrown and they'd been stripped and beat and thrown into the inner prison. And it looked like all was lost, but it wasn't over. You see, that's the work of the enemy, just as we see it in this passage, in this story, this account of the apostle Paul. It looked like it was over. It looked like the enemy had won. He had silenced the Apostle Paul and his cohort, Silas. He had, he had put him in, a, in the darkest place available, and he had shackled and chained them, and, and he had caused them to be in a place surrounded by darkness, despair, and defeat. That's how the enemy works he wants to strip you of your clothes, just as, as happened with him. They were beaten. They were thrust into this inner prison. The Bible says they were, they were, uh, they were placed in, in bonds. They were uh, placed fast, made their feet fast in the stocks. That word fast means secure, and stocks is actually like a, a wooden chain, if you would, around the ankle. A wooden, what, what uh, the definition is, a wooden fetter that is around the ankle. Interesting to me is the fact that that is the same word that is used in other places in the epistles of Paul that actually talked about where Jesus was hung from a tree bearing his sins on the cross. It's the same word. Here was the apostle Paul and, and his cohort Silas bearing their cross as all they had done was the good works of the Lord, but yet they find themselves in a dark place. I want you to understand today as we look at this that the important part of this story is their response. Their response actually came at midnight. It was at midnight, the Bible says, that they begin to pray and to sing praises. How many of you understand today that you remaining silent in your struggle is not an option? If you're remaining silent today, then you're actually broadcasting that you are defeated. There must be a response from your life today. For Paul and Silas, they had been as quiet as long as they could stand. Yes, they were in a dark place. Yes, they were in a dirty place, a smelly place. Hopelessness surrounded them. Despair was on every turn. Surely there they were in the middle of this prison and it seemed everywhere they looked that there was defeat. But something swelled up within the heart of the apostle Paul and Silas and it caused their response to be something that was going to bring overcoming power unto their lives. It determined their outcome. Maybe today you are in a dark place. Maybe you're in a place in your life that you feel like it's despair and it's hopelessness. Can I tell you that your response this morning from your life must be a response of faith. It must be a response of pursuit of God. It must be a response of praise despite your circumstances. Apostle Paul and Silas, the first thing the Bible says they did was they prayed. How many of you know today that prayer must be your first priority, not your last resort? Do you know why some folks go on for days in depression when they've entered into a difficult time? It's because they've not stopped and prayed and sought the Lord. Understand that when you pray, you're pouring your heart out unto God. Jeremiah said it in Lamentation. 
Lamentations 2 and 9 to arise and cry out in the night. In the beginning of the watches, pour your heart out like water. In Psalm 62 and 8, the psalmist said to trust in him at all times, you people, and pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. How many of you believe God is our refuge? If you do, shout a great big amen. The reality is when you pray, prayer changes your perspective. When you pray, prayer gives you gives opportunity for the power of God to be released in your life. When you sit in the despair and the depression, you have shut the door on the opportunity for God to move. But when you begin to pray, what you're saying is that I can't make it through this on my own. I can't make it through this by myself I've got to call on one that is greater than I am and you get on your face and you begin to pray and call out unto God can we establish something this morning that it matters who you pray to I, I said it matters who you pray to Listen, when you got a direct connect line unto God Almighty, why in the world are you sitting in the middle of your despair and wallowing in the pity when you can call out on the one that created the universe? You can call out on the one that created you. Come on now. There is one that we can call on. Can I tell you today, praying to Buddha is going to get nothing done because Buddha's dead. Praying to Muhammad won't accomplish a thing because Muhammad is dead. Praying to those uh, idol gods will do nothing but bring more bondage and defeat into your life. Calling a psychic will bring more defeat into your life. But understand today when you open your mouth and you pray to the one true living God something's about to change. Something's about to shift in your life, in your spirit when you call out on the Lord. I'm talking about praying to Jehovah Jireh, my God, my provider. Praying to Jehovah Shalom, my God, my peace. Praying to Jehovah Rapha, my God, my healer. Jehovah Nisi, my banner. Are you hearing me today? Understand I'm praying to Jesus, the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the sweet rose of Sharon, the bright and morning star, the lily of the valley, my counselor, mighty God, Prince of Peace. I'm talking about praying to the one that death couldn't hold him down, the grave couldn't stop him. When you call out on the Lord, things begin to change. Yeah. Hallelujah. You can tell when somebody's praying when they hadn't prayed. Changes the atmosphere about you when you pray. There wasn't anything else Paul knew to do but pray. It was at the midnight hour. It was when it was dark. It was when, oh my goodness, can you imagine? In a dark dungeon. Oh, there, there, no, no light, nothing. All they had was possibly some moonlight. If there could have been, they were in the inner prisons. I don't know how far in there was. Was there even a small opening or gap or crack or anything where some moonlight could have shined in to where they were at? I don't know. But all we know is this, is it was at midnight. It was in the middle of the night. See, I want to challenge you today that maybe you are in the middle of the night of your struggle and maybe it's darkness surrounding you. Maybe you feel like all hope is lost. Maybe you feel like you're in despair and you're depressed on the inside. You're filled with anxiety and all, all on the inside of you is, is just a feeling that things are never getting any better. Can I tell you today, you can call on the doctor. He might give you a pill to soothe something in a moment, but he can't bring the answer. You can call on the bank and they might loan you a dollar but the banker can't give you the answer. You can go try to drown it in the bottle of a, a bottle of alcohol. You can try to drown it smoking something, snorting something but that is not the answer. But when you call on Jesus, hallelujah, I said when you call on Jesus, he is the answer. Would you turn to your neighbor and tell him you got to pray? Come on. You got to pray. 
Paul and Silas prayed. They called out on God. They sought the Lord. How are you going to make it through your struggle? You need to seek God. Listen, get off of Facebook and start talking to Jesus. Are you hearing me? I, I, I do not understand why everybody wants to go on Facebook and like type a prayer. Like God's got to read Facebook to know what you're thinking. I think the devil is the one on Facebook. I, I know God sees it because he's all knowing. And some of y'all be ashamed of some of the things you posted. Are you hearing me? I, I know Facebook, and I'm, and I'm saying Facebook a lot, ain't I? I'm sure that's going to get tagged. Might as well say YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. That'll get tagged too. But understand this. I, I believe wholeheartedly that God is looking for some people that will learn that he must be the first priority. Oh, so many folks, that what soothes their soul is getting on social media. Others, what soothes their soul is getting lost in some kind of movie or or entertainment. Other people turn to drugs or they turn to alcohol. Some folks turn to pornography. Some folks turn to affairs and adultery and illicit affair. There's so much that the enemy puts in front of people that causes them to turn to the wrong thing. But I've come to tell you today that if you want an answer for what ails you, if you want what that will bring you victory and overcoming power, I don't care how dark the night is. I don't care how dirty the dungeon is. I don't care what it smells like in the moment you're in. There is one you can call on that said he'd be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's one that you can call on. He said I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me though he were dead yet shall he live. Is there anybody in this place that's got a testimony to say I've been in the heat of the battle. I've been in the thick of the storm and I've made it through not because I called on somebody else but I called on Jesus and Jesus showed up in my life are there any testimonies today that there is a Jesus that is still alive and well and when you call on him he'll show up in your life pray pray I'll tell you, we gathered in here before this service today and prayed 30 minutes before prayer, pre-service prayer. I want you to get it in your spirit. We're fixing a transition from a gym to a sanctuary. That means there's no basketball goals. There's no basketballs. There's no kickballs. I want you to understand that. You need to get, we should have already been doing this, and it's my fault we haven't been. We've been praying in there with our praise team, and so we've got in here anointed and prayed over this room, but I haven't called a pre-service prayer. But last Sunday, we visited time, me and my, my beautiful lady there visited Times Square Church in New York City, and when we walked in the door, the anointing hit us right upside the face, and right there in that 1600 seat, what was a theater, there the power of God was dwelling. People were talking and visiting, but everybody was very, very reverent because up at the front, there were people that were standing. Some were kneeling, but they were praying and seeking God. Do you know what that says? We didn't come in here for games. We didn't come in here for entertainment. We didn't come in here for show. We come in here because we want an audience with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I didn't come to see how what new shoes you got on. I didn't come to see your new do. I I didn't come to see that big fish you caught or that big buck you killed. You can show me after church. But as for me, when I come up in here, I've come up in here to seek my God. I've come up in here believing that as I do, he's, uh, he's going to show up in this place. They prayed. See, prayer must be your first priority, not your last resort. Prayer changes your perspective. It helps you see it like God sees it. See, that means you're getting on your face and getting the mind of God over it. What does the Lord say about your situation? Prayer also provides the opportunity for the power and presence of God to be released in your life. If you don't pray, you're saying, God, I can do it without you. 
you don't pray, you're saying, God, I can make it without you. I don't need you. But when you pray, you're saying, I need the power and the anointing of God. And the last thing about prayer is that prayer births your praise. When you get to pray and all of a sudden things begin to shift inside of you and maybe it looked bad, maybe it looked rough, but all of a sudden you've gotten along with God and now there's a praise that's gotten up on the inside of your heart. Now all of a sudden hands that were hanging down are being lifted in worship. Now all of a sudden eyes that were looking down in discouragement are lifted up under the hills from whence cometh our help. Can I tell you something? When you've been in the prayer closet, it's not hard to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Hallelujah. I believe in God's going to stir up a praise in some folks today like you've never known. Hallelujah. The Bible says that Paul and Silas sang praises. They sang praises. Some say, preacher, I can't sing, so I don't sing. I don't participate in that. Shame on you. You have an out. The word says make a joyful noise. Amen? So that means whether you can sing or whether you can't sing, you have permission to sing. Well, it ain't on key. Sing anyways. I'm telling you, I imagine it probably torments the devil more if you can't sing. Amen? He can't stand it when we open our mouths and begin to sing. But I especially think that if, man, if you feel like you can't sing, you maybe you you are you are definitely pitch challenged. You you can't stay on pitch for anything in your life. You know what? Sing anyways. I love that the two words there, sing praises, is one word in the Greek, and it's hymnio, which actually means to celebrate in song. It's where we get our word hymn, which is a religious ode. Understand today that Paul and Silas wasn't singing like there was a funeral going on. No. According to this, they were celebrating in song. There they were. Oh, I know they were in the darkness. I know they had the, the stalks around their ankles. They were chained. They were stripped. Nearly naked. They had been beaten. They were bleeding. They were hurting. But somehow or another, as they prayed unto God, a praise began to swell up on give me give me give me some musicians back up here. Give me a bass and drums and keyboard at least. Maybe come on back up here to guitars. I might might need you there for a second. Hear me. A praise begin to swell up inside of them. See, this hardly seemed like a time that they should be celebrating, but they weren't celebrating their situation, Brother Mo. They were celebrating Jesus. Pastor, my my checkbook's in the red. Well, then just celebrate Jesus. You might not can go out and get a steak and celebrate the fact that you got a little money in your pocket. So you know what you do? You just celebrate Jesus. Amen. Oh, pastor, I, I'm sick in my body. I'm hurting in my body. And, and I don't have any reason to lift my hands. I don't have any reason to get it. You know what you do? You celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going to celebrate him as my provider. I'm going to celebrate him as my healer. I got to thinking about the hymns. I, I, I thought we had a hymnal up here somewhere. I, 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 don't, I don't know. We've done a lot of moving and shifting and changing and if I was to try to look I would get tangled up in all of that. And so I'm not going to get too deep up in it today. But Brother Barry got to thinking about them at Redback Hymnal. Now see that originally was not the Assemblies of God hymnal. We borrowed that thing from the Church of God. But that Redback Hymnal, I can call out some pages like one. 20. Anybody know what that is? Page 120. Tell me how. Victory in Jesus. Amen. Anybody thankful you got victory in Jesus today? Come on now. Well, anybody? Page number 57. Anybody know what that is? Oh, somebody say amazing grace. Hallelujah. Ooh, we'd sing songs like have a little talk with Jesus makes it right. Amen. Songs like power in the blood. Songs like nothing but the blood. Songs like I'm on the battlefield for my Lord hallelujah and we'd sing it was songs of celebration now I, I, I like a lot of the new stuff that's out today but I'm going to tell you some of the stuff wasn't birthed out of Pentecostal fire and as a result it 
become some kind of mediocre God is my girlfriend kind of stuff that we don't all together want to be a part of. But what I do like is that stuff where it is birthed out of Holy Ghost fire. Because Paul and Silas weren't in that prison as two men that, that were just doing something wrong and thrown in there. No, they were in there as two men that were full of the Holy Ghost and had just cast the devil out of the girl and the devil didn't like it and so he threw him in a prison. But let me tell you something today. I might have to be in a situation that I don't want to be in but bless the wonderful name of Jesus. I might be in it. It ain't in me. All I know is there's a praise that's going to get up inside of me any minute now. There's a song that's in me. I got a praise inside of me and I got to let it out. I got to let it late in the midnight hour. Late in the midnight hour. God is going to turn it all around. Hallelujah. You see, Pastor, I just don't know why exactly, as bad as this is, why should I be praising? I'll tell you. Here's your number one reason. Now, obviously, if you're saved, you ought to know that. But let me tell you, because you have breath. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you breathing? Some of you didn't do it. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Look at your neighbor and ask him, are you breathing? <laughs> you ever had those moments, those of you that are married, that you, you just reached over and laid your hand on your spouse just to make sure they're breathing. My wife does that sometimes with me. If I'm not snoring the walls, <laughs> she's like, oh God, is he okay? Is he breathing? According to what the psalmist said in Psalms 150 in verse 6, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. I just wonder, is there anybody in here that's got a little breath in your lungs? If you're breathing today, then you got a reason to praise Him. I said if you're breathing, you got a reason to praise Him. Hallelujah. I'm going to praise Him for Brother Skinner today. Because the devil thought he was going to take him out several months ago. But he's still alive. And he's doing well. And if he's watching, praise the Lord, Brother Skinner. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Anybody got breath today? Well, preacher, it just don't take all that. You old fuddy dud. You stuck in the mud. You're what's wrong with the church today. You religious spirit. I'm telling you right now. You ain't been through what we've been through. You ain't faced the devils we faced. You ain't walked through the valleys we walked through. You ain't climbed over the mountains we've had to climb. You ain't been in the battles that we've been in. You ain't had to go through what we have or you would say it takes every bit of this and more and the Lord's worthy of it. I said the Lord is worthy to be praised. Let everything that has breath praise Him, praise Him. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him. Praise you, the Lord. You got a reason to praise Him. The devil tried to take you out with Hodgkinson lymphoma twice. Look at you. You're still here. You got breath. And your devil tried to take you out with cancer. You're still here. You got a reason to praise him. Devil thought your baby, he told you your baby was gonna be born in a way that it would not live and survive. I can't remember the name of it, but that's what he told you. But hallelujah, your baby's here, right back somewhere in daddy's arms, alive and well and beautiful. You got a reason to praise him. I said you got a reason to praise him. 
Bucephalus. You're a trophy in the kingdom. 20 years he ran from God. 20 years he was doing his own thing. 20 years hard-hearted. 20 years strung out on drugs. Oh, but one Wednesday night, he meandered in this place. Didn't really care what the preacher was preaching. He came to give his heart to the Lord and knelt in that altar. And, ah, and has never been the same again. Hallelujah. Breath in your body. Praise the Lord. Of services you've missed on, or on Sundays since you've gotten saved. Probably those few fingers right there. One. I don't know. I knew it wasn't many. Praise. Why should I praise him? Because you've got breath in your body. I'm hurrying. You know that means absolutely nothing, doesn't it? Praise him. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Praise Him. Did you know that praise is your weapon? Did you know that? This is how I fight my battle. You know why? Because praise is my weapon. Praising God disarms the enemy. Did you know that? That when you start praising the Lord, it takes all the devil's ammunition out of his hands. Praising the Lord shifts the atmosphere in your spirit. All of a sudden, you've been praising God and no longer are you looking at it like you was before because you've been lifting up the name of Jesus. The devil's been pushing the trouble in your eyes, but you come in to magnify the Lord, to exalt the name of Jesus. And as a result, when you praise him, it shifts the atmosphere of your spirit. You go from saying, oh, I'm not going to make it, to saying I can do all things through Christ with strengthens me. You go from saying I'm defeated to saying greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you praise God, it shifts the atmosphere. Hallelujah. When you praise him, oh, help me, Lord. And see, when you praise the Lord, It can call, it can, I say it can because it may not be every single time. But it can cause a suddenly moment. Say that word suddenly. See, in the Greek that means unexpectedly. Now we praise with expectations, but God's going to do something in your life that you didn't expect. How many of you want that? Eye has not seen, ear has not heard. I'm going to praise him. He's going to do something that I didn't expect him to do. Not, not because of doubt, but because I, I, I was just trusting him for the outcome. He blew my mind with what he's doing. He blew my mind with how he has shown up and how he's worked. See, when you praise, it moves God in your direction. The psalmist said it this way, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. When you praise God, God takes attention or he pays attention to what's going on in the moment. He inhabits the praises of his people. When you get up out of your pity party and you get into your praise party, you start lifting your hands and glorifying God. God Almighty is moving. You know what happened with Paul and Silas at midnight? They prayed and sang praises and there was a suddenly moment and suddenly look at it suddenly there was a great earthquake and you know what happened it shook the foundations it opened the doors and it set everybody free is there anybody that wants God to move in your direction like that come on Say these words, I want an earthquake. I want an earthquake. Let's, let's tie that in where we're at. <laughs> See, it was a great earthquake. 
according to the Greek, it was a mega seismos. It was a great, mighty, large, large, loud, strong commotion of the ground. Isaiah said that the mountains flow down at your presence. When God shows up, things begin to move out of the way. When God shows up, things begin to shift. It was a suddenly. The same Greek word used in Acts 16 for suddenly is the same Greek word used in Acts 2, chapter 2, verse 2, for suddenly. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house of where they were sitting. How many of you want to praise the Lord today until there is a suddenly that he shows up in your life? Come on. Hallelujah. The foundations of the prison were shaken. The prison, that place of bondage, that dungeon, it was shaken. It was, according to the definition, it was overthrown. It was destroyed. The prison was shaken so bad. The foundations were shaken so bad that everybody's fans were loose. The doors were open. It was brought to a place of destruction. Now, I, I, I like this part of this word because this word shaken actually, it is implied that this shaken comes by a motion produced by winds, storms, and waves. When you start praising God, there's a glory cloud that starts building up over your life. There's a storm brewing. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost storm. Oh, what do you mean, preacher? I'm talking about the kind of storm that drops the rain of the Spirit in your life. The former rain and the latter the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. Any of you want that kind of shaking of the Spirit in your life that when you praise God all of a sudden there is a Holy Ghost shower that comes. There's thunder. We sing about heaven on earth. Lightning and thunder. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about when God shows up. When he shows up in your life, in your circumstance and situation. And the word says there, immediately doors were opened. Actually, ain't right. Immediately all the doors were opened. See, I believe today that the devil has shut some doors on some folks. The devil has shut some doors in your life and told you to keep out. You're going to stay in this dark place. He shut the door on your joy. He shut the door on your peace. He shut the door on strength. He shut the door on your calling. Maybe the door was shut on, on the job that you were praying for. Maybe it's the door shut on a relationship, a marriage. Maybe the door's been shut. But can I tell you today, if you can just stir up a little bit of prayer and stir up a little bit of praise, I believe that God has given me a word for you today and it is he's going to open the doors back up in your life doors of joy and strength and peace are on the way are you hearing me today and what God opens up the devil can't shut hallelujah he's gonna open the doors see there's another place in scripture that it talks about a door stay with me now in Matthew 27 and verse 66, it talks about when Jesus was put in a tomb. The Bible says that they went and made the sepulchre sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. But in the next chapter, two verses down from that verse, chapter 28, verse 2, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. Man, I love that part. Oh, I'm hurrying. 
Mo, he didn't just roll the stone back from the doorway and leave. You know what he did? <laughs> he sat on top of it. <laughs> it's like he was saying, this ain't going back over there. This is open now and forevermore. I'm over. See, the door wasn't open for Jesus to get out. The door was open for us to get in. So man could get in and see that he's not here. He is risen like he said. What are you saying, Pastor? This is what I'm saying. That the devil may have shut some doors in your life. He might have sealed it and said it'll never be opened again. But I've come to tell you the devil is a liar because there is one that has came for us that can open the door back up in your life. I said he can open up what the devil has shut. I declare today doors of victory are being opened up. Doors of blessing are being opened up. Doors of anointing are being opened up. Doors of an outpouring of the Holy Ghost is being opened up in your life today. Hallelujah. Come on, give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Somebody shout, open the door. Help me, Lord. I'm almost done. Give me just a minute or two longer. Open the doors. Open the doors. The devil can't shut you out of what God said is yours. And I want to declare over this congregation today, every door that the devil has shut in your faces, God is swinging wide open today in Jesus' name. Oh, come on. I said God is swinging it wide open today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Some of you have been praying for some things and the devil's been trying to fight it, to prevent it, to keep it from happening. But I want to declare today that what God has opened up, the devil has no authority to shut it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I look out over you and I see some of you that God opened the doors. Oh, and the devil shut it and said it ain't going to happen. But here you are, Kayla, pregnant. Hallelujah. God opened the door. I look out here and I see some of you that were faced with job situations and prayed and sought God and God opened the door. I see some of you that were in a housing situation. You needed God to move and look what the Lord has done. Johnson family, he opened the door. Hallelujah. Glory. Then... Word says everyone's bands were loose. Somebody say everyone. See, it pays who you hang out with. It matters. <laughs> Could it be that you getting freedom is going to impact everybody around you? You getting freedom is going to touch somebody else. about his bands. The word bands was diff different from stocks. That word means, means a shackle of a prisoner, an impediment, a disability, a bond, a chain. Everyone's chains were loose, let up, slackened. See, I believe today that it's time for some folks to get loose. Get loose. Things that have been binding you and holding you, it's time you get free from. See, I know there may be some here today or even watching online this morning that you're in a dark, lonely place of despair or depression. Perhaps you're just in a place you feel that you just need God to show up. Can I tell you, your response of faith is what's going to bring your victory. You being willing to pray you being willing to praise, your response will determine the outcome. God is ready to shake the foundations in your life. He's ready to open the doors. He's ready to break the chains. But there's got to be a response from you.
See, I read this passage and I, I just think about the moment they were in. I don't know what they sang, but they started singing. Now, first of all, when you're in a group of guys, I'm talking about a bunch of macho guys, you know, breaking out in song may not necessarily be what you want to do. Especially if you're in a dark prison. But see, it's the dark times of our lives that reveal what's on the inside. And it was that moment that they began to sing. I don't know what they sang. My mind, I can't help but think it's, oh, victory in Jesus. My Savior forever. All <laughs> oh, it just echoed through that prison. Echoed through the, through the halls of that place. I don't know if the jailer was listening. We know that he fell asleep at some point. But the prisoners, the Bible says the prisoners heard him. See, people are listening to what's coming from your life. Oh, victory. In Jesus, my Savior forever. <laughs> I don't know, maybe they shifted around a little bit. <clears throat> maybe Silas looked over at Paul and said, Hey, can you give us a different key there? Can you give us a better key? Can you give us a make sure we're in the key of G, Silas? Okay, all right. Good deal. And there they was. And all he sought me and he bought me. With his redeeming blood. And somewhere in that prison, maybe on the outside of the prison, I don't know, but there was a devil that was mad and upset that there was now a song in the prison. Because all there had been in there was despair and gloom and despair and agony on me. All that was there was the song that said if it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. But now there is a Paul and there is a Silas. Oh, now, oh, they have been beaten. They've been stripped. But now they have prayed. They have put it in the hands of God. And now they made up their mind. I'm going to praise God right in the middle of this, Silas. I know that we're bound. But why don't we strike out in song? Why don't we sing something? Why don't we let an anthem of our souls be raised up in this moment? And then somewhere, well, he loved me. I knew him. And all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. <laughs> all of a sudden, Silas probably shrugged a little bit and said, Ooh, I like that part. I like that. Could we just sing it for just a moment, Paul? I know it's dark in here. I know this guy over here stinks awful. I know rats are running across our feet. I know there's a drip that's going on over there. I don't even want to know what it is, Paul. But can we sing that song again? Have you ever been there whenever things haven't been going like you wanted them to go? Have you ever been there where your heart is broke because of the trial and the trouble that you're in? Have you ever been there where you felt hopeless and you felt despair? It was all around you. Have you ever been there where you wondered what in the world did I do wrong to deserve this? Have you ever been there? That's where the devil wants you. But you got to stir up a praise on the inside of you that I sing again unto the Lord. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Well, he loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due. Oh, he plunged me to victory. Sing it one more time. Yeah. 
victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. Well, he loved me and I knew him and all my love is due. Oh, he punched me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, when I tell y'all to, I want y'all to give me the rumble when I tell you. Because right in the middle of a song, the earth began to quake. Right in the middle of a song, the doors swing open. Right in the middle of a song, bands were loose. It went something like this. Sing it with me. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. Well, he sought me and he bought me. We, come on, I can't hear you. Sing it out. Well, he loved me ere I knew him. And all my love is due. Oh, he plunged me to victory. Come on, one more time. One more time. Yes, oh, victory. And right, keep singing it. Right in the middle of it. All of a sudden, uh, there was an earthquake that began to happen. Right in the middle of the praise. Right in the middle of the song. Can I tell you something? If you'll praise God, he'll show up suddenly in your life. If you'll just praise him, praise him over your marriage. Praise him over your finances. Praise him over your problems. Praise him over your trial. Praise him. He's going to show up. Come on, hop up on your feet. Hop up on your feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can we take a moment and just praise him in this place? Hallelujah. Lord, we praise you for your goodness. We praise you for your mercy. We praise you for your grace. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, turn your praise on. Turn your praise on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, we're going to praise you anyways. We're going to praise you despite our battle. We're going to praise you despite our struggle. We're going to praise you. Lord, shake the foundations in our lives. Hallelujah. I dare somebody to stir up a praise this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory. Now turn that into worship. Come on right where you are. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you today that there's no battle. There's no struggle. There's no difficulty. Lord, that we face that you can't bring us through. So, Lord, we just throw up our hands and we praise you again and again. Hallelujah. Lord, all we may have today is just a hallelujah. But we honor you. We praise you this morning. Lord, you see every person that's here. God, you see the battles. You see the struggles. You see the storms. Lord, I just pray that you come and you, you meet us here in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray right now in this moment, Lord, that not one person will walk out discouraged. Not one person will walk out feeling alone, feeling by themselves, feeling hopeless. Not one. Lord God, as we run to you today, as we call on your name, as we praise your name, would you show up in our lives? Oh God, would you come? We need you today, Jesus. Lord, there are some that are here, God, they're tired, they're weary, and God, even in the midst of a dungeon, God, they're, they're just weary of the battle. God, I just pray that in the midnight hour of their lives, that they'll pray unto you. They'll call unto you, Lord, in the midnight hour of their lives. God, that they'll stir a praise up 
on the inside. Lord, let each person know that you, you love them today, Lord. Let them feel that sweet assurance of your presence and your comfort in this room today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Lord, we glorify you. Come on, would you just take a moment where you are and just talk to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. If you don't know Jesus as Savior today, you're not in right relationship with him, I want to ask you right now to get out from where you're standing walk down to one of these altars. We want to pray with you. You can leave today knowing you're on your way to heaven, knowing your heart's right. I had to take a big man or big woman to do that, but I promise you, nobody's going to embarrass you. We're going to surround you with love, but now's the moment. If you're not in right relationship, if you were to die right now, you know you're not ready to go. You can know that you're ready to go. You can know. You can have that assurance in your spirit. Oh, listen, if you're not in right relationship, that means sin is reigning in your heart. That means sin has separated you from God. And that means if you stood before him, if you were you taken from this life, you stood before him, you wouldn't hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant, enter into the joys of the Lord. You'd hear, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. Listen, Jesus died for your sin. He paid the price that your sins can be forgiven. So today, if you want to receive that, that that he paid for you, just step out from where you are and walk down to these altars and we're going to pray with you and believe God to do the work in your life today. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We're going to tarry just a moment right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. God, only you can draw men unto you. Only you can draw them, Lord. Draw today, men, women, young men, young ladies. Oh, God, I pray even now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, we honor you today. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I pray everyone in this place is ready. Is ready. I pray your heart's right. I want to speak to every person in this place now. If you're in a place in your life, and I believe I really want to ask everybody to respond to the word today. I want to ask you today to be willing to spend a season of prayer around these altars and let's pour our heart out to God. But if you're in the thick of the battle, the heat of the struggle, maybe you feel like you're in a dark moment in your life. The enemy's fighting, doing all he can to destroy you. Maybe it's for somebody else. Maybe it's a family member. I don't know. But I want to ask you to start with talking to the Lord about it and let it turn into a praise in your life. Would you do that? Would you do that? Husbands and wives, come together. Husbands and wives, mamas and daddies, grab them children and say, go with me. I want us to spend a season of prayer. Can we do that? Would everyone please step out from where you are and let's find a place to pray in these altars and let's seek the Lord today. Come on all over this place. Let's call out on God. Let's call out on him. Hallelujah. Let's call out on him. He'll meet you here today. He'll meet you here today. Hallelujah. Oh, he'll meet you here today. Thank you, Jesus. He'll meet you here today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. foundations be shaken in our lives. Let the foundations be shaken. God, let doors that have been shut be swung wide open. God, let shackles that have been put on us be loosed in the name of Jesus. God, I ask you, Lord, get the glory out of what we're facing. Just as the jailer got saved, God, would you get the glory out of what we're going through by somebody else's life being touched. Somebody else being Oh God, let there be a song coming from our lives today. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thanks for joining us. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people. Crosspoint can now be your home church from wherever you are through the weekly live stream on Facebook and YouTube and this podcast. For more information on Crosspoint, be sure to check out crosspointpdl.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.